right, moving on to the last section here, and this, this won't take too long because it's mostly pictures. Uh, we get to see some of the materials used in this new city from the outside, and this is just going to draw us right into the center of the city, but unfortunately we'll have to wait until next week to look at the internal description. Um, but this is the last section here in this um, subsection, the eternal external description, the materials of the city. So he begins by telling us the materials of the wall, and they are predominantly jasper. In fact, we can probably understand that the city wall is made out of jasper, um, and then the stones that we'll see adorning it later are probably set inside this jasper. Uh, so it says here that the city was pure gold, uh, like clear glass. Again, this uh, possibly speaks to the purity of the gold. Certainly the gold is going to be very pure, but here we have both descriptions, pure gold and like clear glass, um, or like translucent glass or vibrant glass. Um, I think John is specifically picking this vocabulary to emphasize the fact that he can see through this gold. So yes, it is gold in color, but it's so pure and of such perfect quality that it's transparent. Um, again, if it is just 216 feet wide with seven, 7 million feet high, um, perhaps that ratio allows it to be seen through uh, when seen from a far distance. Um, who knows? But the gold is so pure and so perfect, uh, and it also appears to be clear, and God's radiance is able to pierce through even the materials that this is made of, although on this earth, not all these materials would be translucent. Um, and again, I think this has a lot to do with the Holy of Holies um, being a golden cube on the inside, um, because it's said, or at least rumor has it, not many people saw the inside of the Holy of Holies, uh, but rumor has it that when the priest would go in and the lights would be lit uh, in the Holy of Holies, uh, the gold that surrounded the walls when it would refract off itself uh, would basically just turn into white light. Um, and so this gold, even if of not the purest pure that is possible in God's creation, uh, but probably very good quality still on this earth, even that would just turn into white light in the Holy of Holies. Um, so we can only imagine how beautiful it would be in this magnificent eternal state. So he moves then from the materials of the wall and the material of the city. So those are jasper and gold. And we'll look at what jasper looks like again here in a second. Um, you know what gold looks like. And I don't have a picture of what pure gold that looks like clear glass looks like because we don't have anything like that on this earth yet. Um, but we will in the new earth. Uh, it, uh, he continues on then to describe the foundation stones. And he says the foundation stones of the city wall were adorned with every kind of precious stone. So these foundation stones are jasper, and they are decorated or adorned or inset uh, with other precious stones. And it gives us this list of these 12 stones. Uh, we've got jasper again, sapphire, chalcedony, emerald, sardonyx, sardius, uh, chrysolite, beryl, topaz, chrysophras, and jacinth, which is also hyacinth, and amethyst. Um, so let's look at what those look like. And again, these are all fairly, or some of these are kind of difficult to uh, place. So the, the goal is to get the best descriptions from uh, 
from old literature. Most of these don't appear anywhere else um, in scripture. So we have to depend on old writers like uh, Pliny or Horace or sometimes Josephus to know how do they describe some of these uh, materials. But to the best of our understanding, Jasper was uh, a green crystal. Uh, it did have some luster to it. Um, at least it appears to have had luster to it. Uh, the stones that we see today that we call green jasper um, don't have much luster, but um, these would have been beautiful crystals as far as um, as far as John understood them. There is also sapphire, uh, which we do um, have a similar sapphire today as what they called sapphire before, although it appears it may not have been as translucent in John's day. Um, it would have often been mixed with iron, and so it would have kind of a, a strong metallic-y look to this blue. Chalcedony, um, it's a green silicate that um, sometimes gets confused with copper, so it's kind of got that green copper look to it. Um, some call it a gray stone, some call it a yellow stone, some call it a blue stone as well. Um, there is a chalcedony today that we have, um, we call chalcedony, or we call a sky blue rock chalcedony. Sometimes it has stripes of other colors in it, um, but this is probably a green stone. So, so far we've got two green stones and a blue stone. And then we've got emerald. Um, this very likely is the same kind of emerald that we have today, or the same thing we understand emerald as. Um, it's, it's a green crystal. Sardonyx um, is actually the combination of two words, um, sardius, which is a blood red stone, and onyx, which is a white stone. Um, so uh, we have a red stone with stripes of white in it, or a, a white stone with stripes or blotches of red. Um, some think that this is the kind of stone that was commonly used to make um, brooches and pendants, uh, just a red stone with white in it. There's also sardius, which is a more pure red stone, um, and it, it sometimes has flecks of black or gold in it. Uh, chrysolite um, is a more like a, a yellow green. Um, it sometimes looks a little like topaz. Um, it can be almost gold, but it, it is transparent, and it appears to have been transparent in uh in John's day as well, at least as far as Pliny uh, tells us. Barrel we have today, although the barrel we have today is a little more blue, whereas uh, back in John's day, it appears it was um, considered to be a green stone. Um, so a little more on the left, probably what John knew. Topaz is a yellow transparent stone, um, although sometimes it is called green or gold. Uh, chrysoprase is a apple green stone. Um, it has blues in it and it has yellows in it, but um, it is a very light and vibrant green. Uh, jacinth or hyacinth um, is often um, thought of as a purple stone, um, sometimes a blue stone. Uh, hyacinth, um, as far as I could find, isn't used for stones today. It's used for a plant that is a purple or a blue color. Um, but this jacinth uh, is used for a, another stone. You can see it in the back where it's more like an agate. Um, 
but it it was known as purple or blue uh, back in those uh, back in the first century. Uh, and then amethyst, which we're more familiar with as well. Uh, this is a purple quartz. Um, so these are the colors of the walls. So they're all kinds of precious stones. They obviously don't represent every color. Um, it's not described to us as a rainbow. Um, it, 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 it is mostly green. Um, this makes sense. God's presence in heaven is mostly green as well. I have no idea why this is. I'm not complaining though. Green is my favorite color. So um, I'm excited to see how green it can be. Uh, but in Revelation 4.1, we saw his presence described in heaven. And it says he was um, sitting was like a jasper, which is kind of a bluish white stone or uh, could have been a bluish white stone um, and a sardius, which is a red stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, and the rainbow is described as looking like an emerald. Remember when we did Revelation way back when, uh, we talked a bit about the syntax of this verse. Um, and the best way to take the syntax is that this rainbow is actually green in color. It's not a multicolored rainbow, uh, but it's green. So I think that's what we have in this, um, in this city wall. I think we have mostly green stones. Um, of the 12 stones, eight of them are clearly green. Some of the others may be green or have green in them. Um, we've got two stones that are red and um, two stones that are more of a bluish purple. Um, so it's it's mostly a green wall, which I'm fine with. But the 12 different kinds of stones um, probably looks back at the priest's breastplate. These he would wear into the Holy of Holies, and it would represent Israel before the atonement seat of God. Now, um, these 12 stones are on the outside of the city, uh, looking outward rather than going inward. They are displayed um, for all of their beauty, um, and they represent, again, God's presence among his people. Uh, all right. Moving on to our last verse tonight. Uh, Revelation 21, 21 says the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each one of the gates was a single pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. Now, uh, let's tackle the streets first. Um, this word for street is usually used in the plural form in Greek, especially in the New Testament. Here is the only place where it is used in the singular. Um, actually, no. Revelation is the only place where it's used in the singular. Elsewhere, where it's used in the singular, uh, which I have in my notes, uh, Revelation 11 and Revelation 22. Um, Revelation 11 is the only one where we can kind of get an understanding of why it's used or how it's used in the singular. In the biblical uh, Greek outside of it, a singular, this word in the singular is used for a plaza um, or the space between streets, um, well, to speak of a plaza. So I, I think that this may mean the central plaza of the city um, was pure gold, like transparent glass. However, some argue that because streets are interconnected, uh, technically there is only one street, even if it takes turns and um, is laid out in a grid form. Um, this, I mean, there's no precedent for that, but um, Still, it is the word for street. Um, there's other words for plaza, and he doesn't use that word. Um, so there may be 
a reason for that. I tend to think that this is speaking of a plaza or the central plaza. Um, it may be a main thoroughfare through the center of the street as, or through the center of the city as well. Uh, that's a possibility, but um, regardless, something that'll be walked on um, is going to be pure gold like transparent glass. Um, these 12 gates though are 12 pearls. You'll remember this artist rendition of the uh, picture where he's got uh, this, this massive pearl rolled off to the side of the um, gate into the city. I don't think that's exactly what it's going to look like. And I think that because um, in the, uh, the non-biblical writings of the Jews and the Hebrews, they had an expectation of pearl gates, but they had a different description of it, not as solid pearls that are going to be rolled to the side of the gate, but rather a gate made out of pearl. Um, and here's what uh, from Baba Batra 75 and Sanhedrin 100, uh, we learned this about these rabbinic prophecies. Uh, Bill Mounts uh, writes, a rabbinic prophecy promises that God will set up in the gateway of Jerusalem gems and, uh, let's just say pearls, uh, which are 30 by 30 cubits, uh, in which he will hollow out an opening that is 10 by 20 cubits. So for some reason, the Hebrews expected uh, these pearls to uh, to be the gateway into uh, the city of Jerusalem. Um, they expected them to be 30 cubits by 30 cubits, which fits nicely within our 144 cubit wall. And they expected an opening of 10 cubits by 20 cubits to be carved through the center of these pearls. Um, so uh, without more evidence, I think if I had to depict it any way, I would probably depict it that way. And Bob Thomas writes about his thoughts on why um, why pearls, uh, because we've got all these other magnificent gems and jewels, things that we think are really uh, fantastic. And then we've got pearls, which are great, but I don't think we value them as much as they were valued in the ancient days. In fact, in the ancient days, being in first century, um, and especially around the Mediterranean, pearls were valued more than many of these gemstones. Uh, Bob writes, among the ancients, pearls uh, were ranked highest among uh, precious stones because their beauty derives entirely from nature and improvement by human workmanship uh, would be an impossibility. So where we, we uh, beat and pummel these stones to be um, smooth and where we carve them up uh, to get the right kind of luster, if you did that with a pearl, you'd just ruin it. Um, and so God and God's hand alone really forms these pearls. And so it just is another testament in nature to uh, his magnificent craftsmanship. And I think that's very uh, appropriate for the entrance ways into this great and magnificent city that is our future home. Mm -hmm.